You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Yankees Edition. I'm Britt Giroli, here with Yankees.com reporter Brian Hope. Brian, first, happy Halloween. Let's get this out of the way. You stole my Halloween costume well, idea. Well, you stole it because we took the picture first. So uh, just to bring the listeners up to speed here, uh, we had the whole a League of Their Own uh, crew. And, um, you know, we had Dottie Hinson and uh, Kit. And I was Jimmy Dugan. And my wife was a second Dottie Hinson. But then the next day, Brittany posted a picture on her Instagram and Twitter. And uh, they had the same costume. So it must be a popular one this Halloween. And... Uh, League of Their Own, great movie. One of the one of the best baseball movies of all time, I think. To be fair, I think you won. Because one, you had your kids as props, and two, did I see a Marla Hooch? Uh, did you steal your wife's <laughs> outfit and perhaps make a play on the last name Hope? How do you not? I mean, you know, what a hitter, Marla Hooch. So yeah, we uh, we went down to the ball field and messed around a little bit, and that's out there for all time on on social media. So I'll always be wearing a skirt. My first time wearing a skirt, by the way. Wow. And yeah, definitely check it out, guys, if you aren't already all over Brian Hoke's social media, for sure. I think he won Halloween, but switching to baseball, obviously the Red Sox win the entire thing. Has to be a thorn in the Yankees' side, Brian. What what kind of reaction did you get on, on Twitter from Yankees fans, and how does New York respond? Oh, I mean, Yankee fans aren't happy. I mean, you're, they're not happy anytime they don't win the World Series. I mean, that's the goal from the first day you go to spring training. And this was a team that obviously they believed had the parts to do it. Look, they won 100 games. I think they just had the misfortune of being in the American League East uh, in a year where the Red Sox had a historic team. I mean, they were a great team top to bottom. You saw it all season long. Uh, you saw it in the first round of the playoffs where uh, they were able to dispatch the Yankees and move on. And for the second straight year, the Yankees season has been ended by the eventual World Series champion. If you remember, the Astros knocked them out last year. This year, it's the Red Sox. And I guess there's some kind of badge of honor in that. And if you're going to lose, you'd rather lose to the best. And they did for a second straight year. But uh, now now the work begins. How do the Yankees get on top, get over that hump? Because uh, you don't want the Red Sox to be building a dynasty in the American League East if you're the Yankees. And uh, they need to answer back and keep pace. And uh, I think that those discussions are already underway, as I'm sure we'll get into. Speaking of making a splash, Brian, do they go after um, a big name? We know they're in on Machado. What about Harper? Um, how much has maybe the interest changed at all this postseason? Because obviously Manny Machado... Uh, some people have talked about how his stock has dropped, uh, really didn't have the best showing, particularly in the World Series. Um, how does that affect things, if at all? No, I think that, look, the Yankees, Brian Cashman tried on two separate occasions this year to get Manny Machado. They wanted him during the season, so obviously they thought he was going to be a fit, and that's even before uh, the Didi Gregorius injury. And obviously that it's a different situation when you're talking about a free agent to be rather than signing a guy to a long-term deal. But, Britt, I mean, you know Manny Machado pretty much better than anybody. I'd be curious to hear your take on uh, what you thought of his postseason. Uh, I, I think that just from the outside looking in, um, I think that 
Manny Machado is a, a fantastic player. He's a, a, an all-world talent. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know why a guy would say he's not Johnny Hustle in the postseason. These are the, uh, the biggest games of the year, and uh, if you can't get up for that, I don't know when you do. So let me, let me flip the script here. What was your take on his postseason? Yeah, um, honestly, I thought he obviously didn't do himself any favors, right? Kind of dug himself a ditch. And as you said, he's a terrific talent, but there's a couple things at play here. One, he's always been honest to a fault. And I think that's where the Johnny Hustle quote got blown up. Um, he doesn't necessarily think before he speaks. And certainly he's had trouble not hustling before. And he's always been a guy who's kind of played every day and played with that caveat as, hey, I'm going to play all these every day you can put me in the lineup, but I'm not going to run that hard on a, a ground ball down to first base. But as you mentioned, it's the World Series. I think he's a guy who's very easy to hate if you are the opposing fan base, the opposing dugout from the clubhouse within the Orioles clubhouse, within other teammates who have been around him. He's a great teammate. Uh, people in the clubhouse will fight for him, but certainly He's a guy who kind of reminds me maybe a little bit of like an A.J. Brzezinski type of guy, you know, who was with the White Sox and really helped them um, kind of in their World Series run. He's very much like that. Obviously uh, a game changer in terms of talent, but a guy that people love to hate. So I don't question, Brian, whether or not he can fit in with the Yankees clubhouse. I think he can fit in with the Yankees clubhouse. I question what happens if, like Stanton, he gets off to that bad start. He becomes miserable, maybe a little sullen. He definitely has some Alex Rodriguez in him. That was his mentor growing up. He had a big poster of A-Rod in his room, uh, both from Miami, very close with him, did a lot of off-season workouts with him. So you can kind of see the parallels there. And certainly you wouldn't want him to become the next A-Rod in New York. Well, I, I can tell you, if you remember in spring training, there was a big fuss when Aaron Judge told Machado he'd look good in pinstripes, and uh, we dealt with that for a couple of days. And I remember during the, the All-Star game, uh, a lot of the, the Yankees were buddying up to Machado, and I, I think Aroldis Chapman posted a picture on social media of them kind of hanging out all together and saying, you know, you know, which one of these doesn't fit in the picture? Because at the time, the Yan there was talk that the Yankees were going to get Machado. So I think he could fit in the clubhouse. I think he'd be welcome with open arms. I think that if you're in the front office, you do have a little pause looking at what happened in the postseason there. And um, But I think at the end of the day, does he make the Yankees better? He absolutely would, and he would fill a position of need because you don't know when Didi Gregorius is going to get back. I, I think I said last week, look, they said – he could be back in June. He could be back in August. But considering they also said Judge would be back in three weeks, and it turned out to be more like seven and a half this year, um, I, I think that you bet on the long side. Anything you get from Didi at shortstop is a bonus. And if you do get him back, he could always slide Machado over to third base too. Yeah, where he's arguably better. So certainly I agree with you. He makes them a much better team. And, you know, the Yankees are facing some some big important decisions Key among them, I guess, coming up, kind of looming, is Brett Gardner, Brian. He's been such a big part of what they've been able to do. He's been around for so long. Uh, what happens to him, do you think? Well, what is the future of Brett Gardner? Yeah, my sense is that they're not going to pick up that option. I think that uh, $12.5 million, they're going to pay him the $2 million buyout. And they might try to re-sign him on the open market. I, I think that Gardy has been – he's the longest-tenured Yankee. He's the only guy – left, I believe, who played as a Yankee in the old Yankee Stadium. Um, so, I mean, it's been a long run with Brett Garner. He loves being with the team. It's all he knows. Uh, he, he's willing to come back. He said that um, even if it is as a fourth outfielder, it's something he would be interested in. So, 
I, I think that that's still on the table. It's a possibility. He's coming off a down defense, uh, down offensive year, but the defense was excellent again. Uh, I, I think there's a place for Brett Gardner on this team, but there's such a crowded mix there. We've got Aaron Hicks and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, and you might have Jacoby Ellsbury back and Clint Frazier back that you're not going to spend $12.5 million on Brett Gardner to bring him back. So if it's a more reasonable price tag, uh, I think it's something they consider, but I think he's going to get a chance to test the free agent market. And, um, you know, Gardy might not want to play somewhere else, but it may turn out that he has no choice or that it just makes too much sense not to. Um, so, But regardless of what happens, he's been a great Yankee, a, a good ambassador for the franchise. And, uh, you know, I remember – very early, his first spring trainings with the team, he was kind of like a puppy dog chasing Johnny Damon around and following Damon. And, you know, how do I do this? Where do I go here? You know, how do I tip the bellhop at the hotel? That and All that stuff. And I remember Johnny made him lug around this big 80-pound karaoke machine. So it's funny to be talking about Brett Gardner now as this, like, wise, sage veteran who's been in the Yankee world for more than a decade. It, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty funny to think that he's been there that long and that uh, it might be coming to an end this offseason. Yeah, and, and certainly we've talked about Gardner, we talked about Harper and Machado, but none of this is really their biggest priority this offseason, right? I mean, they, they need to go out and kind of address that rotation. Is that where they stand? I think so, yeah. And you look, Machado and Bryce Harper to some extent, although I don't think the Yankees are going to be very hot on him, uh, they're going to get the big headlines. But what the Yankees really need is starting pitching. And Brian Cashman has talked about that. He said that that's their priority coming into the offseason. Um, look, Jay Happ, CeCe Sabathia, those guys are free agents. Um, you, you really had a Jekyll and Hyde out of Luis Severino this year. Masiro Tanaka was okay, solid. Uh, I think you got what you expected out of him. But, um, you know, certainly he's a two or a three starter in your rotation and uh, they've talked about wanting to trade Sonny Gray and find a change of scenery for him so that's a lot of question marks in your rotation uh, I think that they're going to be very hot on Patrick Corbin uh, left-handed starters in Yankee Stadium he's already talked about being a Yankee fan he's got some affinity for it uh, not that I think he's going to give the Yankees a hometown discount but uh, he's certainly a guy who would you could slot in as your two or your three and feel really good about it I think you're still going to go into the year with Severino as your one um, the fact that he got the start in a wild card game I think speaks of what they think of him, uh, giving him the, the ball with the season on the line. And, uh, you hope he can recapture what he had going in the first half, whether it was injury, whether it was he was tipping pitches. I, I know a lot of it's been talked about. Uh, if he comes back fresh and he can be that guy again, then you feel pretty good about your chances going into the season. But uh, starting pitching is definitely the Yankees' priority, and uh, it remains to be seen how that's filled. I, I think that there's still a possibility they could bring Hap back, and I think there's a possibility they could bring Sabathia back, although I, I would think – um, in Sabathia's case, he might be one of those guys who hangs out there on the free agent market until late January or so, and maybe he shows up in spring training. But I, I don't get the sense he wants to go anywhere else. I don't know where he'd want to go. Uh, he's talked about uh, he wants to pitch one more year and call it a career. And I can't imagine he wants to uproot his family and, and go across the country somewhere, and maybe with the exception of Oakland because he grew up near there, Oakland, San Francisco. But other than that, I, I don't see Sabathia wanting to – really go uh, to Kansas City, for example. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be a, a very interesting offseason for Brian Cashman, and I, I starting pitching should be the priority. It's never a quiet anything for the Yankees, it seems like, and uh, this winter will be certainly no different as they try to answer for the Red Sox winning the World Series. Brian Hoke, I mean Marla Hooch, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. <laughs> we appreciate it here on MLB.com Extras. I'm Britt Giroli. That's Brian Hoke. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>